0: We clap our hands to the Lord and give Him a great shout of praise. Amen. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done, for what you're doing, and for what you're going to do in this place today. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen, amen, amen. What an honor it is to be here in Huntington, Indiana. To the best of my knowledge, it's our first time to be here in this city and uh, so far, so good. Amen. <laughs> hey, so and I know it's going to get better. We had great Mexican food last night. And I want to thank everybody that is that has just helped to prepare the way for our this revival meeting this week. Uh, like Pastor said, my wife and I travel um, like the last time... Last time I preached was in Buchanan. Time before that, I was preaching in Canada, and I don't know. We've been all over, but it's very evident the organization here at at CLT and the attention to detail, and it means so much to my wife and I. And thank you, thank you. And if you've put that much effort into making sure things are comfortable physically, I am doubly thankful. What you have done to prepare for this season in revival. Amen. Spiritually. Amen. And, and I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you right up front what I feel my God given duty is for this series of services happening. All, this is my deal. I feel like revival is already happening in a church, I feel like revival is already here. And so and what I am going to do is just accentuate it. I with by the help of the Lord is, is lifted up to a very new level in Jesus' name. Man. So so I know we call this revival. We're already having revival. That's what I'm saying. Amen. But in in, in every place that we travel, there is there is a constant there is a crowd that is around the sanctuary there is the convert and there is the church my desire and my god-given assignment no matter where you find yourself if you're in the crowd if you're a new convert or if you're a part of the church my mission my god-given mission is to see everybody filled with the holy ghost I'm gonna pray till it happens, I'm gonna fast until it happens. Amen. And let God take us to the next level. The name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, how y'all want to do this tonight? You wanna you can you can be seated, you can stand. I just feel like I just feel like going on with it. Is that alright? There ain't no pattern. We go Amen. I feel like I've already well I feel at home and that's dangerous. Amen. <laughs> Y'all are lucky my wife is here. She keeps me in line. Praise God. <laughs> Be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor and Sister Fishburn. Thank you, CLT. You guys rock. We're gonna have fun this month. Amen. 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 I uh, there's the in your, there's I know uh, Pastor Bain mentioned about how thin I look. Yes. Amen. Thank God for big suits, amen. <laughs> My uh, my pastor uh, my pastor calls me the anorexic TD Jake. I don't I don't know what that means, but uh, there's a restaurant that I like a lot in California, and I go there to eat uh, sushi. With a matter of fact, I'll be there next month, and and uh, I'm gonna eat there. And one of the thing, every time we go, we eat family style. And the pastor has a son that is so full of um, useless facts. And so, but I, I use that to my advantage because while he's talking, I'm eating. And I like that. And, uh, and, and one time we were there sitting down and eating and he told me, he said, Brother Hopkins, did you know that uh, a moose, a moose, a 2,000 pound big horned moose can dive up to 40 Feet in water. And I said, Man, Ethan, you gotta be kidding. Tell me more as I eat more. <laughs> and so Ethan kept talking, or Ian, not it's not Ian kept talking. And he said, Yeah, because of this fact, there the the animal that eats more moose than any other animal is an orca, a killer whale. Now imagine when God was creating an orca that that dwells in water and when he was creating a 2,000 pound moose that an orca would eat a moose you know it's interesting because an orca and a moose would never ever under ordinary circumstances meet but when a moose is in the wrong place That's right. yeah y'all thought I was just telling you I'm preaching at, at the wrong time now, now, I mean, all of us in this room are like, what a silly moose. But how often has it been that we've been in the wrong place at the wrong time? And 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 I'm I'm gonna tell y'all what it what what sin shows up. In fact, it's the writer James that said in James, the first chapter, let no man say when he's tempted that he's tempted of God. Because God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away from the place, oh God help me, the place where he should be and he's where he should not be. Let me just stand here flat footed and tell you, you were never created to imbibe alcohol. You were never created to be addicted to cigarettes. Amen. And, and, and so, and so tonight, oh God, help me Jesus. The question that I want to ask you is this, if you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time, is it possible? That on a Sunday night, the 1st of October, you can be in the right place at the right time. Oh, heaven help me, Jesus. I feel like telling someone tonight, you're in the right place at the right time. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And so and so we see here, and this is my text tonight, in Genesis the twenty-eighth chapter, in verse number ten. And it's interesting because during this service tonight, I've been questioning whether or not I, I really have the mind of God. But a hidden theme in the scriptures we're about to read has been has been interwoven by the hand of God through this service, and every song. We have sung. Man. And, so, and so, let me just, let me, you guys just, just, we'll read along together in Genesis 28 and 10, and, and we'll pick up the theme that the Lord has for this first night of October. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried. Somebody say tarried. Tarried. He tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. He sees the angels of God ascending and descending and and, and doing the the business of the heavenlies. And in verse 16, Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And, and Jacob was afraid. That word doesn't mean scared like of a boogeyman, but it means that that holy silence that comes on your soul when you've been in a when you've been in the presence of the Lord when you've been standing on holy ground and he said how dreadful that's the same word oh there's something in my soul is this place because this is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven praise God y'all in the right place at the right time Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord bless you, and you can be seated tonight. I feel like just, I don't know, just, just following the Holy Ghost and being myself. Jacob, in this scripture, if we read, you know, the big C, the big context, is that Jacob is on the run uh, because Jacob made some mistakes in his life. It's because of Jacob's own actions that he is now running from his brother Cain. Nobody made him lie, but but it was just somehow in Jacob's DNA to lie. And, and supplant, I think that's what his name actually means. And Jacob is very tired. Mm. He's not just physically tired, but he's emotionally tired. He's not only emotionally tired, but his soul is tired. Have you been there when you felt, God, I am tired of running. Relationships aren't working out the way that I thought. My finances are not working. God, I am tired. And this is exactly how Jacob felt. And so Jacob somehow arranged by God lands in a certain place. Little did Jacob know that that night when he made a pillow out of a stone, that the heavens would open up and that in that place there would be a great God that would send angels down right to where he was to get the request of Jacob's heart and take that request up to the heavens that God would examine that request and send the angel back down to where he was with the answer. That night the Lord made a covenant with Jacob one that he made with his father before him and his grandfather before him. You see, there are three things, God help me, I I can tell I'm not going to finish tonight, that are always present when God enters into a covenant with somebody. You see, let me just tell you, it's one thing for God to make a promise to you, uh, but it's a whole other thing when you enter into that promise and make a covenant with God oh heaven help me I'm getting ahead of myself but God has made a promise to you and my question tonight is will you make it a covenant so man three things that are present every time the God of the Old Testament makes a covenant and the God of the New number one There are words that are spoken, a promise that is given from God. Number two, there is always blood that is shed, a sacrifice. And the third thing that always happens is there's a token, a sign or a seal of that entering into the covenant. In fact, a good example of that is when the Lord told Noah, Never again will I destroy the earth with a flood, the spoken word. Uh, number two, Noah goes and he prepares a sacrifice. The sec- And then the, the sign or a seal that the covenant has been entered into by both parties uh, is a rainbow that is set in the clouds. So here in the setting, we see that God has spoken to Jacob. And we see the angels that are coming, ascending and descending, uh, that are a sign or a seal of that covenant. But it seems as though there is something missing. But you've got to look deeper into this text uh, to see uh, that long before Jacob uh, was ever in the situation that he found himself in, uh, long before Jacob was ever on the run uh, because of his own actions. uh, God help me. In that very same place, his grandfather Abraham had taken time to sacrifice. And pray. <laughs> and I feel like telling someone today, you might be in the mess of your life. You might be at a point where only God can get you out of the mess that you're in. But I'm gonna tell you, you've come to the right place. <laughs> because before you were ever where you were and where you are. There have been saints uh, that on Monday morning have been faithful to prayer. Uh, On Tuesday morning uh, that have been faithful to prayer. Uh, And I feel tonight uh, that God is giving you a promise that if you will, God will. Somebody lift your hands right now and give God praise. You know, oh, God help me, I I, I can tell. You know what I wrote down in the office? Matter of fact, when I sat down today, when, uh, what's that, you can be seated, brother, what was that, Chef, Chef, uh, Chef Pierre. Boy, God bless Chef Pierre. He came out and started, when Chef Pierre started talking, I felt like God started talking to me. You know what God told me, and and I wasn't going to share this, but I feel like telling everybody in this building right now, you know what you need to do, oh man. You've got to open the doors and windows of your heart. I feel like telling someone, I I can feel that you're wondering, that you're wondering and I don't think it's wrong, but you're wondering could God really uh, do that for me? Could God really I'm here to tell you you've tried everything else why don't you give Jesus a try? My God help me tonight, Jesus so oh man God starts working with his people. And God starts, he starts unfolding the promise that he gave to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And we see, I'm going to quickly hurry, that, that there is a point where, where God says, I am now ready to lead my people into my promise that I made with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And he says to a man by the name of Moses, I want you tonight is the night that I am going to deliver my people. And he says, Moses, there's the promise. Moses, I'm going to deliver tonight. Number two, Moses says, there's got to be some blood that is shed. This is called the Passover. Uh, There's got to be a sacrifice. Uh, There's got to be something uh, that you bring to the table, oh God. Amen. To let God know that you're serious uh, in receiving. And so they go to sacrificing the blood that is shed. Uh, there is that, there is that sign. Number three, that sign that comes. Uh, that night there is an angel that comes. Uh, and then, oh God, help me. And in one night, one night, oh, I'm so, I am messing a pretty message. In one night, they went from being bound to being completely set free. In one night, they went from being bound by an evil testmaster to being set free. I just wonder if there's anybody in this house tonight that in one night, God wants to change your life and take you. From being a sinner to being a saint, from being an alcoholic to an apostolic. Don't ever underestimate my God when he begins to go to work. Oh, man, am I doing all right? I've only been preaching for 11 minutes. Praise God. So, following that night that we call the Passover, the Lord, he talks to Moses in Exodus 24 and 12. And he says, Moses, I want you to come up to me in the mountain and be there. Hmm. you know there's a difference I don't mean to get distracted between coming to church and being a church don't just come to church be a church bring your problems bring your sorrow bring your heart you're there hallelujah I'm, I, praise God I'm not going to finish that I'm just going to get to a good place and quit here in a moment we're going to talk to God so and so Moses goes up into the mountain where God told him to be You see, Moses now is in the right place, but he's there and it seems like there's nothing happening. The Bible says in Exodus 24 and 12 that after Moses climbs up the mountain, that a cloud, oh God help me, a thick cloud covered the mountain so that Moses could not see for six days. Have you ever been in a place where you knew, God, I'm in the right place and I'm doing the right thing, but it feels like you're nowhere to be found. I feel like speaking to some situations right now. It is never the wrong thing to be faithful to prayer, even if you don't feel like God is there. It's never the wrong thing to pray over your backs and loved ones, even if it doesn't feel like anything is happening honey, you've got to just encourage yourself when you know that God has spoken and you're in the right place. My God. Mm, hallelujah. Day one, Moses doesn't have anything to eat or anything to drink. There's no tent. All he knew is that God said to go. And and so Moses just went. No food, no raiment, no shelter. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. But Moses said, God, I'm going to tarry. And the Bible says on day number seven, you got to hear this, that out of the mist God began to speak now lean in real close with me isn't it amazing that the very thing that had Moses feeling like he was in a valley was the very thing that God used to speak to him talking about when it feels like you can't uh, you can't bring the month together. You don't got enough money to bring the month together. You know what I'm talking about uh, when it feels like everything you touch turns to dust. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about mm, my God help me. Uh, when the chains of a habit uh, feel so heavy uh, that they cannot break. <laughs> Out of those very things that's what God is going to use to start talking to you. Amen. Be seated. When you feel like every relationship is so wrought with turmoil, could it be that God has arranged it? To bring you to a place where he could speak to you? Because you know the thing about us humans... Sometimes, when we get comfortable, we can forget God. Sometimes, God help me, the things that God blesses us with are the very things that we use to crowd our spiritual ears. Moses! I know it feels like a valley, but Moses, you're in the place that God has asked you to be. Don't give up, Brother Moses. Don't quit, Brother Moses. Don't stop waiting on God, Brother Moses. You know, oh God, you know one of my favorite scriptures, Pastor Fishburne, is found in Mark the 16th chapter, where the Bible says, Mark writing says, and the Lord appeared unto them in another form. Sometimes God is the way He is, will show up looking totally different than what you expect. Could it be, I feel like asking you, could it be that your loneliness is nothing more than your Savior? because if you were surrounded by your beer drinking buddies you would not hear the voice of God but God was so merciful that he cloaked himself in loneliness he came and sat by your bedside when it was just you by yourself And you're asking yourself, what have I done wrong? But maybe you've done something right. And God starts speaking out of that loneliness. God starts speaking out of that depression. God starts speaking out of that anxiety and breathing hope into your life oh God help come on Jacob you made a mess but God works with messes and I don't believe that tonight's a mistake but God has arranged to bring a preacher from Michigan in you from your situation. Every song that was sung, he arranged that. I, 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 think, I think the song was a miracle can happen in. You're in the right place at the right time. I want everybody in this room to do right now as the music comes. Don't begin to play just yet, but the music can get ready. I want everybody to close their eyes and lift their hands. And I want you to give God the situation that's been plaguing you. I want you to tell God, God, I'm struggling with loneliness. I'm struggling with depression and anxiety. And God, tonight I'm going to give it to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You see, as we stand together tonight, it seems as though Moses is being asked by God, Moses, are you going to lose your mooring in the moment? Are you going to allow your fear to override your faith? Moses, because right now there are people at the base of this mountain that are building a golden calf in and, and worship. But Moses, I wonder, and because Moses was faithful in day number one, two, all the way to day number seven, right here. Remember that night I told you about over here that was the Passover? Because Moses was faithful through all of this, God told Moses, I want everybody now to celebrate a feast, not the, of the Passover, but a feast of Pentecost. God didn't just bring you out to leave you there, but has brought you to this place so that you can experience a Pentecost. Music can begin to play. I, I don't, I don't have anything fancy tonight. And I haven't even finished my message. But I feel right now that God has sent some angels into this house. He sent angels into this place. And he wants these angels to to take your need back up to him. And he wants to send answers back to you. Is there anybody in this house that wants to come to this altar and say, God, I'm giving you my need, because when you have your way, something has to break. God, do a work in me. Tear down every lie, set the wrong thing right, because when you have your way, something has to break. Something has to break.